0: Lock Talk Radio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. How is everyone doing? Did you miss us? Did you miss us on Tuesday? <laughs> you know what? We missed us on Tuesday too. And <laughs> that was our bad. But today is Thursday. It's a whole new opportunity to uh, you know, carry on like we usually do. So so let's start things off right. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, and then, of course, Kayla would say, like a map truck through ice cream, sugar! then check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers and our soon to be joining us co-host is Kaylin Lindy, your ear Patterson. And together we are p for p Real Talk. I hope all of you in listener land have been absolutely fantastic. It's been fantastic. And we're glad that you're joining us this evening. And, uh, Another reason that I'm glad that you're joining us this evening is because, you know what, the competitive season is in the works. It's actually happening. Shows are starting to happen. Athletes are back in the mix. We're going to move beyond this. COVID and this that and the next thing and social unrest it's still there but you know what that's that'll be a topic for another show if we need to get back to that tonight we are getting back to our roots and we have a fantastic guest this evening he is a, a natural bodybuilding pro been around for a while i'm sure some of you if not many of you are familiar with him and if you didn't know now you're going to know so everyone put your ears to your uh, I don't know, your earbuds, your phone, <laughs> your laptop, however it is you're joining us tonight. And uh, give a welcome to Mark Meadows. Mark, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you. All
1: uh, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, my name, Mark Meadows. Um, I'm from Oklahoma City. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm the 2019 IP World Champion. Uh, and, um yeah, I'm I'm just really what should I say? I'm I'm uh wanting to do anything to help promote natural bodybuilding and physique competition. Judging, you know, doing interviews, you know, whatever I could do. I'm 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 game. Hello?
0: I know that uh can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. (laughs) I was saying that's awesome and that I know that you have a varied background, but before we get into all of the different things that you do to support the Natty community, in addition to being an athlete, um, I want to take a step back and just learn more about how you got started um, in bodybuilding, but also, you know, how did you end up throwing your hat into the natural arena?
1: Okay, yeah, Um, I started competing in 2004, and I've always worked out. I mean, I started working out when I was eight years old. I mean, I was just drawn to it before I knew what it was. And anyway, mm-hmm. I played sports, um, and, you know, the weight training was, was in the background of playing sports, but I always felt like I needed to put more time into the weight room. So that that's my, my uh, you know, my profile, should I say. And then um I started competing in 2004. You know, uh a bodybuilder had seen me uh working out. He saw he saw my dedication, and determination and, and and also genetics. And he said, "Hey man, I think I think you ought to uh you know, you ought to compete in this show coming up." And I was like, "Sure, why not?" You know, I'm I'm, I'm doing all the work. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. uh he showed he showed me the posing trunks and I was like, uh-uh, hold on <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? Yeah. I had that same reaction the first time I saw a posing suit myself. So anyway, posing trunks, you were like, Hold up and then what? <laughs> what changed your mind?
1: Well, I mean he he kinda told me he say, Hey man, it's no big deal. You know, everybody's gonna be like that and you know, it's no big deal. I was like, Okay, you know, I don't have anything to be ashamed of, so I was like, okay, all right, whatever. And um, so I competed in the NPC uh since 2004, then up to about 2009, and I I won you know a few first places, uh, some overall uh titles, and uh also uh, some seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths things of that nature, and uh. Mm-hmm. About 2009, you know, I started to see a difference, you know, uh, between some of the guys I was competing against and also the way that the, the contest was being judged, you know. And I saw, well, you know, I i don't feel like I'm getting a fair shot here, either with the judging or some of these guys are on a, something, a different level at that time. And um, so, I, you know, my wife started a restaurant. So I was just going to, you know, help her out and, and get – and just work, you know, and, and get my other careers going. Um, but, you know, she insisted that I, I – she found the national the organization. She signed me up and insisted that I should give it a shot. And I did. And, you know, from that point on, like 2010, you know, I've been competing in the national organization. And, uh, yeah, so and, – and I competed there. You know, uh, for about let's say about nine years, about, yeah, about nine years. Uh, you know, trying to get that world title because I saw it, yep. I thought it was uh, achievable. And you know, I'm like a mad dog after a bone. You know, and, <laughs> and I, you
0: had I, it in your sights. Yep, <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, yeah. And so I so, stayed with it. I stayed with it. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, and that's a good thing that you did, because as you had mentioned earlier, you were the uh, 2019 IPE World Champions uh, Men's Bodybuilding Pro, and, I, and then we're going to talk some more about that. But I'm interested, when you made that transition from the enhanced community to the natural community, what were some of the differences you saw on the co- competition stage between the the two experiences?
1: Okay, well, for for one reason, uh, some of the people that started around the same time I started, you know, I've seen them make leaps and bounds in less than a year. And, you know, at this point, I'm, you know, about five or six years in. I'm like, hold on, that guy wasn't, he wasn't like that, you know. And, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I always had good size. And decent conditioning, uh, but I saw guys get bigger, and no, no, the conditioning wasn't wasn't limited by them getting bigger. You know, I ever like just got bigger and harder. You know, while I'm kind of just maintaining. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then also, there was times that I would I would be, a, and a guy that maybe had a little bit of a harder look, but by every other means. I was better then, you know. They would get denied. You know, I mean, it became obvious. It became obvious. So, I thought to myself, well, you know, I mean, I'm not willing to cross that line. You know, this, you know, uh, bodybuilding, you know, is it, it saved my life in so many ways, and uh, you know, it's something healthy, something, something good for me. And no way would I ever want to paint that and turn it into something that is not healthy, you know. I, I trained to be better in, in every way to be. You know? So, yeah, and... and you know, my wife, she was she was doing research, and she felt it, too. I mean, you know, she she knew we had some bad judgments and some of the guys, you know, doing this and doing that. So, but she found the NAMBS, and uh, in Tulsa. it's also the Tulsa Natural. And She was like, you, you ought to do this, and, you know, okay, give it one more shot, and, you know, I played really good in that show and I saw the other pros and I'm like, man, you know, they now don't get me wrong. The naturals look just as good as a, as a synthetic, but you know, the naturals are in proportion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. I in got you. course. Yeah. So yep, exactly. I have that I have to be a champion in this organization. I, I could be who I felt like I was born to be, you know? And, uh, so, I just kept kept at it. You know, I don't I don't know how far you want to go into this part of it. But uh, well,
0: you know, I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get down that road. I know uh, Kalen is getting ready to slide in here, so we'll give him a minute to uh, catch up and get acclimated. But I want to jump back a little bit to the comment that you made about how you know bodybuilding has saved your life. And I mean, if you're yes. are willing to share, just kind of. Share with us what what you meant by that.
2: Exactly.
1: <clears throat> well, you know, uh, as a youth, as a teenager, you know, uh, I got I got into gang banging, and uh, you know, because I mean, I always felt like I was. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm mature now, and I understand that I'm just the average human being. But I always felt like I was tougher than the average guy. You know? Okay. And and during that time, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody say something? Okay. During that time, during that time, um, you know, the the gangster got all the attention and and all the praise. I mean, we looked at the the football athlete and be like, yeah, whatever. But this dude that you know, lives in the neighborhood, he's the man. You know, I was, I felt like, well, shoot, I I know I'm tougher than him. So I went that route. And uh, just a lot of unresolved issues that I had. And uh, so, you know, I kind of went that route to about 21. You know, I got into all kind of things. You know what I'm saying? And thank God I didn't. Didn't lose mm-hmm. my life or lose my time Amen. But Amen. Um, One thing One thing to stay consistent Was the working out You know that always centered me And You know I would work out I mean i say hey guys y'all go ahead And do what y'all are gonna do I gotta go work out And that's always been me You know since I was eight years old And um, You know um, I, I just feel like it always gave me some kind of some kind of a uh, power to improve my circumstances. I mean, I knew it. You know, I felt better. You know, so I, I started spending more time training and getting away from some of these things. Spending more time training, and and then I played football. And then, you yeah. know, uh, uh, somebody say something? Yeah, that was me. Uh, okay.
2: Okay. I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but uh, you know, like one of the things that you're talking about, because this is real talk, and uh, you know, you have the sports aspect. But like you said, in the hood, uh, I remember they had the movie called Juice uh, with Tupac, and uh, I was like, you know, that's where I saw a lot of folks in my neighborhood falling off because they didn't see the connection with sports and athletics as much as they saw the right in your face gang-banging, drug-dealing, and money, you know, because that was a big change for a lot of guys. You know what, we had some really good kids in our neighborhood until they saw, you know, the money and the power. I I remember they had a song about that. Now, how did, I mean, how did basically health and fitness sway you from swinging that far like, you know, so many people I knew uh, growing up where they basically had an option of good health and good fitness because we didn't have gyms in our neighborhood. So some of them did go that route and ended up dead in the street.
1: Well, let me say this. Uh, there's two things that I always I, I stay consistent with, no matter what I was involved in, you know. And, and that's going to church and going okay. to the gym. Like, I would always break away and do that, you know. And uh, the, the more you do those type of things, you know, whether it's, it's it's being spiritual or, or 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 working out, you get to see the error in your ways. You know, it takes you out of the situation, centers you, and you get to see, oh, that's wrong. And you know, I I really don't feel good about what we did last night. Mm-hmm. So I just, <laughs> if I didn't have that to grab onto, who knows? Is Kind of what I'm saying And and like you said The uh, the influence I mean with the Gangster rap music And all that It was strong man It was overwhelming It was overwhelming You know I've seen a lot of guys Who grew up in good homes You know I grew up in a good home But The influence was so strong It still pulled them That direction And uh, mm-hmm. You know True And I lift weights Man I knew I was special when I lift when I when I lifted weights. I knew that. You know what I'm saying? From what I was seeing, how I was feeling. I knew this this was special, you know. At that time I didn't know this was something you could do as a career mm-hmm. and a lifestyle. You know, yeah, I saw the guys in the magazine stuff, but you know, at that time the guys were looking unhuman. You know even even though I still worked towards that I was still competing with Ronnie Coleman in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I was still competing with Sean Ray. When I lived, that's who I was lifting. That's who I was going against in my mind. So, But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't it wasn't nothing that was feasible to me at the time, you know. And that's kind of where, uh, you know, the natural bodybuilding bridges that gap, you know? Well, and
0: I'm glad, you know, if I can just jump in here real quick, I'm really glad that you shared the things that you you have, because Kayla and I have talked about in the past, and I know some of our listeners don't always agree that, you know, bodybuilding could change a young person's life, but I mean, it really can. And And in your instance, it wasn't the competitive bodybuilding, but being in the gym, being active, pursuing, even though you didn't know what you were doing, but pursuing doing this, I should say, not that you didn't know what you were doing in the gym, but didn't know that you were pursuing a healthier lifestyle. You just knew that you liked to lift and you liked the results and you liked the feeling that it gave you and the discipline um, and all of those sorts of things. But really where you were headed was building the foundation for a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, your stories like yours are just validation that, you know, health, wellness can change a young person's life in one way shape or form whether it's sports or lifting weights or what have you just having that outlook and that outlet can be very important and then the fact that you also shared that you know not even to this day there are a lot of people who don't even understand that bodybuilding is attainable for them or having a very built and strong physique is attainable and and when you wrap your mind around the fact that there is a natural community that can help you get to that place that you can achieve that then then the hope of even having a physique like that becomes real and and I think that's something that not everybody thinks about, but some people just don't even get started because they think they can never get there now you you know you were willing to go head to head in your mind with all the big guys, even though you didn't think. I should say enhanced guys, because a lot of natural guys are big. You're one of them. Um, even though you didn't think you could get there, you were still willing to shoot for that goal. So I think that's, you know, fantastic. And so you've been you've yeah. been living this lifestyle for a while, and you started in the NPC, but you came over to natural because you're natural. That's where you wanted to be. You didn't want to make that other decision. And so you your wife, Bless, you know, praise the Lord for her. She found an outlet for you and she's kept you going. So, you've been in this for quite a while now because you started and you said, what, 2004? You started competing. What keeps you? Well, I know the world title, that elusive world title, was out there in front of you and you finally achieved it. But outside of that, what has kept you going? And now that you are a world pro champion, you know, are you going to keep going?
1: Yes. uh, What what keeps me going is I know I can get better, you know. And if I would look at myself and feel like I'm at the best I'm going to be, then I would retire and go into other avenues of uh, of natural uh, physique competition, you know, such as the judging, promoting, coaching, you know. Uh, But and this is what keeps me young, trained. But you don't, tra- you wouldn't train like you would. No. Nope. If you have a date, a deadline, yep. you know. Mhm. And uh, I think I think I probably end up competing. Tell you the truth, you know, I probably be in my sixties, seventies, and stuff competing because it it, it it. You say what? <laughs> I said what? He said you, you better. better yeah <laughs> yeah you don't have to worry, you don't have to worry I mean because it keeps you up it pushes you to be better it it does and i don't I don't think the motivation i mean I would still be in shape, but I wouldn't be striving to be the best you know mm-hmm. without the uh without the, the natural bodybuilder surely, and as a byproduct you know, I look good and I feel good, and I'm <laughs> and Stuff like that,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah. <I love> it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, hey, my friend. <laughs> I I can second that. Uh, one of the things that I, I've really been impressed with, you know, because I've, I've been we've bumped heads a lot of times uh, at different shows, and I, I love how you constantly staying driven, but also part of that drive. It's hanging around the people that were winning. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people shortchange themselves by not learning from the best. I remember you asking a 1,001 questions trying to figure out, you know, when when you have this body part, how do you improve on it? You know, and that's one of the things I think that always a, a true competitor, and I remember, you know, Jordan and Kobe always interacting with each other to find out, you know, how to implement a better game for the next generation. With that mindset, did that come from your childhood? Did that come from gangbang, or where where did that come from? Where you always have that need to improve, but you're not afraid to ask on the ways to do so. Well, you know, uh,
1: I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I mean, when when I was gangbang, right?
2: Hmm.
1: You know, people still know my name out there you know like somebody go to the penitentiary and say hey man they still talking about you you know now that ain't something to brag that's probably the first and only time i'm ever say that i mean it, it aged me it aged me internally to a, to a certain maturity level you know because when you live in that lifestyle it's 100% ego 100% Yeah. Ego. You know, cockiness and, uh, you know, macho. You know what I'm saying? It's 100% fat. So I saw what being like that would, would get you, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what, you know, when you the man, you, you, you go like the man. <laughs> you know, the man never makes it. You know, at the end of the movie, the man gets it. You That's know? true. And uh, so i always been humble, man. I always, um, when I was well, once... Once the transformations happen, and of course, you know, God made me a new person, truly. However, I, I, I've i always felt like I could learn something from any and everybody, you know. True. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, and I especially can learn something from somebody who's doing it better than I am, you know. So I've always been, uh. Thirsty for knowledge And I think that's a level of maturity though You know Really I do I mean No 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 one person has all the answers You know I mean There's a person That you might come in contact with Every day They can They can tell you something That might change your life Mm -hmm. It could be the bomb on the street You know uh, Or whatever You know So I You know as far as feeling like I can learn something from somebody, I always felt, you know, I come, I come humbly seeking knowledge and wisdom, you know. And there's so many people yeah. that I can name that that's been on my path of uh, knowledge and wisdom, you know. I, we don't have time enough for this show, you know,
2: <laughs> but
1: that's that's been my journey, and you know. I mean, before it's over with, I know I'm gonna, be gonna ask you guys some questions about some things, you know. <laughs> so, I mean,
0: that would be that would be awesome. But before we get that route, we have a question for you from one of our listeners, and Sheldon wants to know how hard was it to get out of the game?
1: <clears throat> well, like, uh, like I heard, uh, what's his name? Philly, uh, uh Tookie Stanley, I forget it like name. Tookie Stanley Williams. He he got executed. He uh, was writing children books on death row, and and think he won like a Nobel Peace Prize or something like that. But um, he said, if you got the fortitude to be a gangbanger, then you have the fortitude to get out of the gangbanger, and and that's true. I mean because. When, when people see that you're doing something good and positive, you know, they tend they tend to try to help you. You know, they tend to try to help you if it's genuine. You know, so it wasn't hard, man. When people saw I was sincere about being different, mm-hmm. and they encouraged, me, and you know, and some some have followed me. You know, so. It, it it's not that hard when you're genuine. Now, if people feel like you're not for real, then that that may it may be hard. You know, it may be a problem. Yep. Well,
2: one of the things so, yeah, I want yeah, to talk that. about is uh, you know, as you're you you constantly improve, and uh, I, I'm I'm sure it. You already knew that before you started winning the the bigger shows, and then the big show. In that progression, I know there's plenty of people that love to help winners out by shooting them in the foot and trying to get them to still go. How did you, you know, get the good information and look at the bad information for what it was and not take it into your life? Or did you have some uh, hurdles to jump that might have slowed down your progress?
1: Well, um, all all of the people that I looked to, um you know, that was mentors to me that was even even in the NPC or or whatever, you know, that stuff was never around me, man. When when I and 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 I know it's something supernatural going on too, you know. And I mean Amen. supernatural, but I know it I know it's a God thing too. But I was never tempted in that man. I knew it was happening, but it wasn't happening around me. You know, and I mean, not to say I wouldn't have turned it down, but I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to uh, go through that, you know, was it, it, you know, none of my, none of my coaches or mentors were like, hey man, uh, stick this needle in your butt, you know, that never happened (laughs) to me, you know, so, (laughs) you know, I I mean, I, I know, I know somebody, I know somebody's looking out for me, man, I know that.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So, um, I just have to ask, what is your favorite part of competing? Favorite body part? You know, we have to ask all these, all these, all these little questions because I know there's a lot, a lot of people out there that are, are probably wondering the same thing. And uh, tell us your view on posing. All three of those.
1: <laughs> Go Okay, my my favorite part to train we we could start there sure um his legs and the reason being is because you know starting out i had you know really good upper body really good arms you know most kids most uh teenagers train chest and and arms and abs that's what they want you know that's what the girls <laughs> like anyway so i always <laughs> had i had great great arms you know great great abs uh great chest their legs was always a challenge to me. Uh, and, you know, I had several back injuries from, from training legs. So uh, it was always the most challenging to me. So, uh, you know, I got to a point to where I, I trained legs before I trained anything else. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and once, once it became so routine that I began to love it, I, I like training legs better than I like training anything. <clears throat> You know, so I took something that I dreaded, man, and I just immersed myself in it, and uh, I and mean, now it's my favorite part. I mean, because it's so, let's see, it's so rewarding. A, a good leg workout is so rewarding. You know, afterwards, I mean, you know, you done something. Where if you didn't, if you lay down, and didn't do nothing for the next three days, you know, you done enough. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I know y'all uh, know what I'm talking hmm. about. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So, uh, and what was the other question? <laughs>
0: you know, I've, I yeah, I've done forgot. I asked too many at once. Yeah, I know okay. one of them was posing. Tell us, tell us about, um, you know, your experience with posing philosophy. Do you consider this one of your strengths? How important do you see posing to your competitive strategy?
1: Oh yeah, posing is, is very important. You know, it's the presentation, you know, uh, it's you showing what you got. I mean, if you, if you can't talk, communicate or, or write, you could be the smartest person ever. Nobody would never know it, you know? So, uh, posing is, is your presentation. And, um, I've seen people get the upper hand because they were, they outpost somebody who may have been better than them. And, uh, and lose a position, lose a place because they didn't, they did they couldn't hold the poses properly. So it's, it's that, it's really important, I believe. Uh, and, um, and I, I, you know, there's always, so, there's so many, so many strategies when it comes to posing. Posing is kind of like the, the, uh, the actual, uh, the, the active part of, of competing. Like you can outpose somebody. That's, Like most most of the things you do have to be done before you get to the contest and there's nothing else you can do about that. It's done. But posing is that little bit of something that you know, you uh if you be smart about your strategy knowing who you posing up against, whether a guy may be bigger than you or a guy may be more conditioned than you. So you wanna apply different posing techniques based on who's who you're competing against. What are they strengths? And what are your weaknesses and strengths? And you want to try to magnify that and, and minimize your weaknesses, you know. I, um, so, yeah, I think it's really important, man. It's it's just the opportunity to uh, do something extra that may push you over the edge. You
0: know? All right, very good. Along those lines, Karen's. Um, wants to know, or it says, many questions want to do away with posing routines in night shows. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I I don't think they should do away with with anything. I mean, we're we're limited in the amount of time that we get to uh, present what we've worked six, seven months for as it is. So, you know, but, I mean, posing routine is not my favorite part of it, but I, I wouldn't change that. So, um, you know, and it, it gives the audience a chance to see the full package.
2: There you, you go. You know,
1: without without the distractions of other competitors. You
0: know? Yep, no, totally so. agree. KP, you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to parrot what he just said because, you know, I remember talking to Phil Ricardo Rico, and he was talking about, you know, he, he was saddened that so many people were trying to push for something simply because they weren't, you know, so basically do away with it so I can look better. And you never do less thinking you're going to get more. You know, you're supposed to ba- basically attack your flaws, attack your weaknesses, and then make them your strength. Like, you I mean, you hear what Mark just said about with his legs. He didn't sit there and say, well, you know, let's just wear board shorts and cover up the legs, he said that he wanted to make his legs better, and so he worked harder, and that became one of the things he was really focused in on. And I think this is the same thing when you have a weakness in posing, then you fix it. You you get better at it. You don't sit there and say, well, you know, since I suck at it, let's just do away with it so I look even better when it comes to, to everything else. To me, it, it, it's it's life. If, if you look at the stage, it's life. If you look at life, it's the stage. You're constantly battling your weaknesses to make yourself better. And at some point, you know, you try to make everything your strength. And and then you start focusing on whatever else might be weak. But the last thing you want to do is say, well, you know, since I'm not good at it, then I'm just going to basically do away with it and everyone else should have to suffer because I'm not good in this area, so, you know, let's just do away with it. And hopefully I look better compared to everybody else. Because if you got a great poser, then that should be their strength.
1: And if they yeah. – like,
2: like Margaret said, if somebody's working their behind off to make sure that their flaws are covered up by good posing, they're supposed to be hit. It, be, it becomes a negative against them because now they can't do the, the poses and the posing routines that it, it accentuates everything that they are. I, I just don't agree with doing away with something simply because some people can't do it. I mean – not every NBA All-Star Was an All-Star Until they got their game better By getting around better people But you don't say Well, let's do away with the All-Star game Because, you know Not everybody's going to make it That, that To me, that just doesn't work And it, it doesn't help the sport in the slightest
1: yeah, That's All well right. said that's There well you said. have it There that's you a, have it That's absolutely how I feel. All
0: right <laughs> yeah. Very good all right, Mark, here's another question for you from Bill. He says, winning a pro card as compared to winning the big pro show, which was better and why?
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the pro card, and, and I, I kind of skipped over that. Um, well, fill, us in. That fill a, us in. Yeah, that was a struggle from uh, 2000, 2011 to 2013, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I competed at least two to three shows every year. I yes, mean, you I mean, did. And, and at that point, the uh, the talent was deep. You know, it was deep, man. You had some, some bad boys out there. You know. Yes, you did. And, uh, you know. Yeah.
2: Your <laughs>
1: <And> you <laughs> may run into all. You may run into two or three of them at a time, or uh, maybe even more than that. What? <laughs> but, Doris. But yeah. Jackie, but, uh,
2: uh, yeah. Oh my. All of them, man. man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Uh, Valentine. Uh, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we we, we could go on and all man <laughs> Yes, and, indeed. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and and these guys are supernatural, man. They supernatural. You know. They're not just natural. They supernatural. And that's what I consider myself right. as. I'm supernatural. But also. Um yeah you know, it was hard, man. I I mean, I was getting, like, second place, you know. And sometimes it was a deserving second place. Other times it it may have been, you know, some you could have argued one way or the other. But uh, my my daughter, that's the first uh, natural show that she came to. And it was in Kansas City. And it was was there. I mean, when I run out, it was like Man, I was in ecstasy for, for that whole evening, man. It was great. It was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely so, winning the pro card, man.
0: But I have to yeah. imagine, then, that winning IPE World had to have been a pretty close second.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, you... You're banging against this. Uh, I like to use a uh, mountain as an analogy. You, you, you got this hammer, you just beating at this mountain, and it don't look like anything's happening, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, it crumbles. All right. You know, and you feel like, well, man, I just done the impossible. Now, of course, you can analyze things and look back and say, well, you did it like this, you did it like that. But at the time, you know, that's how it felt, you know, because, I mean, I was knocking on that door, man. You know, two years straight, you know. So, yeah, that was definitely close second, man. And, you know, you had a, uh, I mean, that, that yeah, mm-hmm. definitely close second. My my and my that's the first contest. My grandbaby she went to the one at Phoenix too. Okay. Yeah. But my Your granddaughter granddaddy. was there, my daughter was there, my wife was there. <laughs> Lord <know>. have mercy. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Yo, grand yeah, yeah, it is about I you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just snuck that in there on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he I
0: see. Sure did, I Caleb was gonna let it roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome yeah, though. Man.
0: To be surrounded yeah, by is. family, though, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, that makes all the difference. When, when you, uh, when you pursuing something, man, have, having your family support you makes all the difference.
2: You know? it, it really does. It really yeah. does, and and one thing, it there's a piece that comes from having family around, and I I I've uh, been one of those people that competed for years, and uh, no family. I never even thought of even considered family being at the show because it just wasn't their cup of tea, and basically they were just uh, you know doing their regular life. What I was shocked with when family was there is how much more calm I was. Just hearing their voices in the audience, and uh, I'd like for you to speak on that because it sounds like you had a great support team.
1: Oh yeah, man! I mean, like I said, you know, having your family with you, I mean, it definitely keeps you calm. You know, um, I mean, and it, it it gives you motivation. It gives you motivation to push harder, man. I'm, I'm like. This is my legacy, you know. My daughter, my wife, my grandbaby, this is, to me, it's my legacy, you know. Hopefully, uh, you know, some of the other generations can use this as a tool for them to achieve something, you know. So, I mean, and, you know, when your family's there, you don't need nothing else. (laughs) You know? Hearing my wife hearing my wife's voice in the in the crowd and my daughter, you know what I'm saying? Man, it's the greatest dude. It's the greatest. It is. It is,
0: it is. It is. And uh and speaking yeah. of family, Dale Dale is uh he's he's tuned in to what you're saying here and he's asking if you can speak about the legacy um You have in mind for your
1: family. That's a good question. Well, you know, yeah, man, we are—we're champions, man. We we are scholars. You know, my grandbaby, she will probably be able to say those two words before she'd be able to say anything else. You know, (laughs) because I'm—I'm constantly telling her that. You know, and um, yeah, man. that's what it's all about, man. You know what what you leave behind. You know, in the in the legacy you leave behind. You know, and um, I I feel like my parents took it to the level they took it to, which allowed me to grow and to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking it to the next level. You know, and I want to see my daughter and my granddaughter and all my my children that come after take it to an even higher level, level you know. And um, I mean, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding. I mean, sure, the genetics would probably be there, you know. It'd be there. So, somebody's gonna have it. <laughs> I, love you know, I, I love this. Somebody's gonna I love have it. Time. I'm gonna be right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Very good. Very good. But, I mean, I know we're talking about your family legacy, but you've also been, you know, I feel like building a legacy of health um, because you're also a coach, I understand, um, a trainer. But then, in addition, you know, also building that legacy for the natural community in all the different ways that you're involved there. So kind of speak to us about, um, you know, your business and just the different ways that you support the natty community but also just the wealth of health in general to those in your everyday community.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh well yeah, I mean I'm I'm a personal trainer and um and I'm a coach as well. And I also I judge. I mean I do I do posing seminars that other promoters do you know so I'm basically like I'm there for the natural community you know all they got to do is ask I'm there you know uh, yeah and, and training people man I mean that's another thing that's just it's just great man when you when you take when you take an elderly lady who's afraid she's gonna fall off the curve and hurt herself and you take her and you have you you develop help her to develop to the point to where she's doing squats and deadlifts and, and lunges yes. and stuff like that. I mean <laughs> you know, like if it you know, for the people I've been able to help, you know, if I if I die today, I mean, I could feel good about that. Amen. Somebody somebody's life is different. You know. And uh i i love helping people man i love i love helping people with with this uh with this fitness i mean it's a way for you to 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 uh manifest change you know you can you can bring it into the physical world you know by by being disciplined and 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 working hard you know and and being smart you know uh i mean just like with me you know it was part of how i changed my life you know, uh, mm-hmm. is because I saw what I could do in the gym, how I could make changes there,
0: and when yeah, you, you can make
1: changes there. Yep, yep, yeah. When you can well, make changes there, you, it gives you the confidence to make changes in other avenues, you know, in other yep. things, you know. So, yep. but yeah, yeah. I'm definitely well, now, one uh,
2: thing I want to talk about, especially before this show goes. Mm-hmm you were close, and I, I think a lot of times people don't underter- understand true sportsmanship because they see the winners, and we cover winners a lot uh, you know on, on this show and and, and of course it, it, it's only according that we do so, but you've been close but no cigar a lot of times, and that's when <laughs> true competitorship and, and true competition comes to the forefront, because you said you know next time. And then it would seem like it was always another year next time. And then a year after that next time. And, you know, it, it it had to be frustrating, but the one thing you never said is I quit. Um, Is that coming from your support group or is that something where you're saying, you know, I got in this to, to, to win that championship level pro uh, pro stage or, you know, just, just fill us in. So we know how to basically help our listeners and some of our viewers, when we do our videos and interviews to keep going even though it seems like year after year, it seems to be right out of reach.
1: Hey, yeah, you're right. You, you said that right. Um, well, I mean, my mother and father, you know, I didn't see no quit in them. You know, we mm-hmm. had some hard times. So I, I, I didn't see no quit in them, you know. So I can mm-hmm. say that's where it started at. You know, and, and sometimes I forget to mention that you know the, the type of parents that I had, the type of uh, family that I come from. You know, hardworking, dedicated people. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, you know, I, I wasn't taught to quit at anything, and sometimes that could be not such a good thing. However, you know, I it's it's. But some somehow I understood that you know, as long as there's breath in my body, you know, I don't lose until I quit. Amen. You know? and, <laughs> and, you know, I take that with me, man. I take that with me and everything, you know. Uh, there's a lot of other areas in my life that I'm trying to improve on. I'm not quite there yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Tomorrow's another day, and I'm going to be better than I am today, tomorrow, you know, so I I hope that asks the question, you know, yep. to a certain certainty. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: I yeah. think so. Yes, indeed. Well. I know that you said you had a mile-long list, too many lists of people to uh, to probably think or that have shared their knowledge with you over the years. But when we have the chance, we always like to uh, provide our guests with the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone who has been there. Um, for them on this journey that we call competitive natural bodybuilding. So I know we're not going to get to everyone, but uh, we want to give you a couple of minutes to, just to give some shout-outs to some of those key folks that have been there for you.
1: Well, yeah. Um, it's a, I've, I've worked with, with several coaches, and, you know, uh, when I first started competing naturally, it was a, a fair roller that I worked with, you know, and he taught me a lot of things. He gave me a lot of insight because before then i i was I was getting instructions from people who had. So it's a different ball game. And he he was the first one I worked with that that was you know all about natural you know that type of program. And um and then uh I started with Abu Dad. and me and him made like leaps and bounds. You know he brought me to. I mean, pretty far. Like, I was right there. Uh, uh, we did our last show together in, uh, let's say, 2016.
2: And mm-hmm. I got uh,
1: I got third at that world. And, uh, you know, I thought, I was like, man, this, I'm pretty good, man. I don't know if I can get any better. I'm going to try, but I don't know if I can't. And anyway, so... Uh, I looked around and I saw who was uh who was doing doing it more consistently. Um and that was uh, uh, Cliff, Cliff Wilson. And I reached mm-hmm. out to Cliff. I said, Hey man, uh you know you know, you do the you do the, the, the polite thing, how you doing? Whoop 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 and I said, Hey man, you, would you take me on as a client? You know, and he's like, Yeah, you know He's like, Hell yeah, something like that, you know, and uh mm-hmm. You know, from and he just helped me take that. Like, like I said, me, me and the boo we pushed it all the way to the five yard line. I tell you that, and then we, we ran that little that little counter sweep, and we scored a <laughs> touchdown, man. Straight up, that's that's the best way I can explain. It. Yep.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. And, that's- And
1: all all my friends and family and and all the people I know in the natural organization, man, I mean, I love all of y'all, man. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. Yes. And and like I said, now, if I start naming, then I got to name somebody else, and I got to name somebody else, and I got to name somebody else. So I'm just going to stick to the coaches for now. Okay,
2: that's fair enough. Well, you you can always add your Lord and Savior. I know you can do that. We can always do that. Uh,
1: Man, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude, man. I mean, God is in me, man. And I don't feel no longer like, you know, that I'm separate from God. You know, I felt like I was separate from God most of my life. That's what we talk, but you know, God is in me, man. All right, you know. So well, I amen absolutely to that. Thank God.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Dad. Last. Yeah. Last question on the night. I finally remembered what it was that I um that I was trying Dad. to get to earlier, other than snickerdoodle, and and it's and it's actually hashtag chocolate way for the win. But that's that's a <laughs> discussion for another time. Um, <laughs> Mark, last question on tonight. So now that you've won the world title and you've already said that you'll probably be competing into your sixties, but what's next? What's next in the short term for you?
1: Well, the short term, I mean, I know I'm definitely taking the rest of this year off. Uh, I'm in the process of building, building, because uh, you know, since I've been in the natural organization, I've had size, so it's always been an issue. Yeah, you ain't of conditioning. lying. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. It's always been an issue of, of conditioning, and and in the process of of reaching that ultimate condition, you know, I lost some strength. I'm I, I mean, I'm not going to use the word loss, but you know, I hadn't been in the practice of of using my full strength, and right now that's where that's where I'm headed, getting back to my full strength or, or getting real close to it, you know, and hopefully by by 2022, you know, I can get back on the scene, or, or well, two thousand twenty one or two thousand twenty two. I'd be ready to to uh to make some noise, you know. And for now I'm just I'm really focusing on my on my the athletes that I'm working with. You know, I'm focused on them and uh and, and focus on growing and making improvements. You know. That's what it's all about all right. making improvements, getting better. All right, time time, Very time good. hard work. And there
0: you have it. There you have it. Well Mark, just want to say thanks so much for joining us. I uh I know we've been after you for a little bit and you made it and you're here and uh I really enjoyed our time together. So thank you. Um and uh even though Kaylin tried to say that Snickerdoodle was better, I'll i I'll, I'll say that Snickerdoodle might be as good as, but I'm not willing to concede oh, concede that
2: this is
0: So, on behalf of Mark and all the people out there striving to get better, all you chocolate way lovers and, you know, your sneaky little fans too, the boys at p for p Muscle, Kalen and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it.